Hello. Is that good? For real? Okay. All right. I believe you. All right. Yeah. Thanks to AJ. Uh, thanks to uh, Rich and the elders that given me the privilege and the opportunity to speak again. Um, I know I love doing it. I enjoy it. The only problem that I have with it is I let uh, AJ know about three weeks ago what I was gonna, the message I was going to be bringing, and it is really tough <laughs> to have it written down and then look it over and oh, and you know got to stick to it. <laughs> you got. I even wrote in my notes, stay on time, stick to the message, because uh, I told. Uh, AJ, I said, what I, uh, the, some of the scriptures that I got, you notice I don't have a Bible. I, I do have a Bible, but I didn't bring it up with me because I'm going to be going to a lot of scriptures, and I didn't want to be flipping back and forth and everything. I'd look like a madman up here. But, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, um, yeah the, I've already gotten a double dose of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> I was back there, and I was wondering if I'm going to get back up there because I said by the time I, fortunately it settled down a little bit, just a few minutes ago, man, I was so drunk in the spirit, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it up there or not, but praise God, but you know, Holy Spirit, thank you, you make it easy, I don't have anything to do now, it's all up to you, Holy Spirit, come, and um, with a full measure of your grace, mercy, and love, your healing power, your anointing to destroy the yokes of the enemy in the name of Jesus and lift us up into those heavenly places. Yeah. Well, Hallelujah. Yeah. Where Christ is at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for us, praise God. Hallelujah. And we receive those prayers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, the... Uh, um, and uh, Donna got... I was, I was talking to Donna briefly this morning and... Um, I said, you know, one of the things that I want to get a T-shirt made is because, you know, Paul, there was a time that he was talking about in the book of Acts that, um, you know, he had been beaten by a mob, taken captive by the Romans. You know, they said they were doing him a favor by putting him in, binding him and keeping him. And, uh, and then, there was, then he uh, escaped an assassination attempt. And then he was held, and finally he got a chance to defend himself in front of King Agrippa. Yeah. And after all of the, and then the, and this is when everybody there had come, and they were lying about Paul. They were talking bad about him. They were they were doing everything they could do to convince King Agrippa this guy needs to be killed. He needs something needs to be done to him, and he's got all this against him, and he's had all this little bat backstory before he even gets to the king. And the first thing, out, and the king finally goes, okay, Paul, it's your turn. And what comes out of Paul's mouth? I think myself happy. <laughs> he says, I think myself happy. And I was like, I got to get a T-shirt that says that. He said, I think myself happy. And the reason he thought himself happy, he didn't talk about the beatings, the assassinations, the lies. He started talking about Jesus. He said, I think myself happy because I'm going to start talking about Jesus and I'm going to let everybody in this room hear it. I'm going to let the king hear it. He said, I know that you know about these things, king, but we're going to make sure that you're squared away on that yeah. and that there's a full and definite understanding 
who Jesus is, what he came to do, how he suffered and died and rose again, and he's at the right hand of the Father now, and I'm his servant. I'm here to declare his glory. I'm here to tell you that he's alive, he's real, he's genuine, and he's got the power to save, he's got the power to heal, he's got the power to deliver glory to God because he is the anointed one. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And so he... Uh, and let me see, I got two introductions, and that's my third one. <laughs> oh, glory to God. You know, and I'm trying to transition from the last time where we were talking about the anointing to help us understand that we are anointed. That's where last time I spoke, it was uh, in uh, Antioch that they were called Christians. They were called the little anointed ones because they were doing the things Jesus did. They were declaring the glory of God. They were opening up the kingdom of God on earth to those who would listen to them. And then they were demonstrating the kingdom with power, wonders, and signs, and miracles. Glory to God. And so they, and they said, you guys are acting just like Jesus. I want somebody to accuse me of that. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want somebody to say, hey, why are you acting like Jesus? Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you recognized it. Glory to God. And... Uh, in fact, in 1 John, let me get my notes out here. And I told the young man up there running them uh, for the, I said, I might say some things that aren't in this already listed, but just as a reminder, um, it says in, the, in 1 John 2, 20 and 27, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. The anointing you have received from him who abides in you. So we have an anointing. We do have that. We carry, and the anointing is for destroying the works of the devil, yeah. plus bringing others to light and life in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's got a twofold work. It's a double-edged sword. It, well, we'll get there in a minute, too. I'll jump way ahead of myself. But, um, and part of uh, today's message is, as I started and I added to it, sorry, but I'll try to keep it, um, is that I want to encourage everybody in your faith because I started getting this kind of idea that what I want to do is energize or to bring a message that's going to encourage people to, to contend for the faith. Jude talked about that, to contend for the faith. And part of that, uh, part of that process is declaring some things and recognizing our position in Christ and all these other things. But so the, the first part, we're going to have three things today. I'm going to share a dream with you. I'm going to share a story that became partly, partly a story, partly a vision, and then go into where I got some revelation of something where God uh, built a declaration. Some of you may have gotten a little sheet of paper that was passed out in there. Yeah. So that came out of something else, but anyways, I'll jump to, I don't want to jump to the end too soon here. But the purpose of all this, the first part is the dream is the purpose of your faith. The vision is protecting our faith. And the declaration is practicing our faith. I mean, AJ's already preached it. All I have to do is come in. <laughs> you know, the praise team already brought us into that. Uh, and so then we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we, get, we build our faith through the word. And then that faith is expressed by the way we speak, the things that we declare. And uh, so we'll wrap that up when we get to that point. And I'll just say if I, I'm going to try to keep it compact here. 
And if I get over, you got things to do, you know, I'm, I won't get offended. The Holy Spirit won't be offended. I'll party with the Holy Spirit. I do it all the time. So, you know, it's <laughs> uh, whoever's around. But um, so if you need to go or the kids need to leave or whatever it is, you know, feel free. But I also, at the end, I want to keep the message compact, but I want to open it up at the end for prayer. I, I love to pray with people. I love to minister to people. If there's things that you, and anything that you have, and believe me, I've been around long enough and had, I've heard it all, I think. Well, I, I've done that way too. I work at the hospital and I've worked in the same career for about 35 years. And, um, uh, and when I thought, and we have to get a history and physical on people. And, uh, and sometimes I think, man, I thought I heard it all. Because if somebody comes and says, well, this or that or something, the other went on in my life. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That is definitely new, but uh, I don't say that to them, but I'm like, going, I've never heard that one before. And, uh, you know, all you can do is say, well, I can do the best I can for you. Praise God. Um, but one of the things I am going to declare right now, the Spirit of God is upon me, and he's anointed me. He's anointed me to teach. He's anointed me to preach. He's anointed me to prophesy. He's anointed me to pray. Glory to God. He's anointed, to me, anointed me to lay hands on the sick and expect that they're going to get healed in the name of Jesus because his word says so. Praise God. And that's my anointing. Glory to God. That's my declaration. I want you to say with me now and get Pentecostal on me. Don't be shy. I know this is awkward saying these things. That's part of the reason I'm doing it because I think that's an aspect of our Christian life that, uh, that can kind of get a little rusty. It can get a little, you know, we kind of forget that we need to declare things into our life. We need to speak the word of God just the way God spoke creation into existence. That still works that way. We still speak things into our life. And I know that there's a lot of things too I've heard from people that have come that have a need at the hospital there. I come and hear them say all the time, this, this has been in my family. This is always the way it's going to be. I'm always sick. I'm always tired. I'm always defeated. Yeah. And I want to go to them, quit saying that. For one thing, quit saying that yeah. and start saying what Jesus said about you. You're alive. You're free. You're healed. You're whole. Your life means something. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. But uh, um, I can't start preaching. I got to be careful about stuff like that. But... Um, um, so I want you to say with me, I am anointed, I am anointed by, the of God, by the Spirit of God who loves me, who loves me and, anoints me and anoints me to do the things, do the things Jesus did. Jesus did. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Good for you guys. Good for you. So um, Holy Spirit, line us up, set us straight, synchronize our hearing and seeing to know your ways. Glory to God. And um, so we have uh, one of the things that uh, we, we have to learn and, and to be aware of and to refresh ourselves, because this is pretty basic stuff. I, I'm not, it's, uh, well, it is revelation because I love to flow in that kind of stuff, but it is revelation in the sense of uh, that it, it's when it becomes, we have to refresh our revelation. Sometimes we get a word that was like, oh man, that excited me so much. And six months later, that word seems kind of dry. But we have to just continually be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and allow him to make that scripture passage I've read a hundred times comes alive again. 
It comes, it just fills me with energy and life and hope and joy and all those things that I enjoy so much. And, uh, and one of the things is, is that we're, and we're in this kind of battle, we're in this kind of uh, lifestyle or in this dimension of life where Jesus said he prayed about it in um, John 17, verses 15 and 16. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And that's kind of a, that's the, that's part of that Christian conflict of how do I deal with this? How do I walk in a dimension of the spirit, but I'm still here on earth? Well, that's what the Holy Spirit is for. He's there to show you how you can walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And we can have that strength. We can have that power because of Jesus Christ, because of his shed blood, of his resurrection, of, the, of him interceding for us. He's praying for us. You know, somebody says, pray for me. I could just go like this. Well, Jesus is. So, <laughs> and he's going, he goes to me, no, you pray for him too, because they need to know, they need to have that expression of faith coming from you. And every one of us has that. There's none of us that don't have that ability to express into somebody else's life healing and energy and creative uh, creativity and <clears throat> the kinds of things that will get us out of those depressions and discouragements and, and, uh, and get our bodies healed and things like this. And the more we talk about it and the more we uh, actually act on it, the more chance it's got to have to manifest. Well, you could say, well, you know, I've tried that and it didn't work. Well, I can guarantee you stopping it definitely won't work. You know, so you keep it up, you keep speaking it, you keep declaring it, and, uh, and it will soon manifest. Well, I shouldn't say soon because then everybody goes, well, I did it for a whole week. <laughs> Believe me, I've been at this for 42 years, and there's still some things I got to confess and say and, and believe the Lord for and, uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to chastise and bring things into my life that will uh, correct me and, and get me back on the path. But um, in Colossians, this is where we're at now. This is the kind of uh, position we're in. In Colossians 1, 13 and 14, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and transitioned us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. So this is where that, again, that's we walk on this earth in a spirit realm. And the way we contact that spirit realm is by our spirit, and His spirit speaks to our spirit. Romans 8, I don't know if I have that one in there. Um, yeah, in Romans 8, 14 and 16, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are children of God. And His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So we can know these things. So we, so we got, you know, um, well, you're talking all that supernatural stuff. Well, He's the super in our natural. Yeah. Amen? He's the holy in our spirit. Yeah. He's the awe and awesome, amen? So that's how that all connects together. And it's, and it's such a privilege that we can walk like that and live like that. 
and that uh, for us to be able, you know, and I want us to just get energized that the more pressure somebody wants to put on you about why you believe the way you believe, you go like this, I think myself happy because now you're giving me the opportunity to let you know how I feel, glory to God, how what I believe, and I will not be uh, transformed into your image because I'm already being transformed into his image. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And, uh, and, and, you know, and you can get a little sassy about it. I mean, Paul was. <laughs> you think, I mean, when he said, I think myself happy, I think he was like going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> now it's my turn <laughs> to step up. Hallelujah. Because they wanted him to step back and shut up. He said, I'm going to step up and speak up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we've already been translated, and uh, um, uh, let me see. So I guess I better jump into the dream um, before I go, because I got some other things I could say, but I, so I'm already on my third introduction, so I'll just skip that. Now, if we can bring up that slide. Now, I, the, the dream, the vision, and the declaration, I'm laying them out like they happened that way in order, Okay. I'm going to lay them out like these were events, this event took place, and then the next thing took place, and it didn't happen that way in my life, but that's the way the Holy Spirit showed me to lay it out, okay? So the first part is uh, a dream that I had, and uh, um, let me see, why do I have, oh, John 14, 2B and 3. See, Jesus said, no, now this is before, I'm going to use this scripture to introduce the dream. The dream I had, it was like when I kind of woke up from it, the uh, Spirit of God said, I gave you a variation of this scripture. And this is what this, 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 he gave me a variation of this scripture here. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, good promise, and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be there also. So that's the setup. That's the, that's the, and the Holy Spirit, like I said, I was dreaming, and I, and I was. I was just sleeping one, and I was dreaming, and in the dream, um, we have that slide. Um, what's that? Yeah, the garden. There it is. Okay. Now, in my dream, and I just popped into the dream. I just dropped in. And this is what I was doing, and this is the best I could find on the internet that was close to what I was dreaming, is that I was walking in a garden like that. And uh, it was a little bit narrower, the walkway, but, and I was walking and I was, and I was like, wow, is this, ever? and I could see all around me. And I was like, this is, man, this is the colors, the, 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 the bushes and the flowers and the, just the atmosphere. And I was like, this is so awesome. And I was walking through all this, this garden area, and I was just adoring it and like going, this is wonderful. And I wasn't really thinking about why am I here and what am I doing here. And then uh, this guy comes up, you know, like the, from the 1800s, you know, white, white hair. Of course, I can't make fun of him because it's like, hey. <laughs> but he had white hair, and he had the big, thick mutton chops, and he had the uh, white tie tuxedo kind of thing on, white gloves. And he comes walking through the garden, and he goes, can I help you? And while I had been walking through the garden, I had been, one of the things that I noticed is I heard, I heard like music, and I heard laughter, and people talking, and, and, uh, and I knew that there was like something going on over there, and kind of in the distance. 
And uh, I said, is there something going on over there? He goes, yeah, that's a, they're over that building over there. And I said, yeah. And I said, uh, I'm, can I go over there and see what's going on? Of course, that's the way I am. You know, it's like, <laughs> and uh, he goes, um, well, he goes, are you a servant of the Most High God? And I said, yes, I am. He goes, okay, come with me. And so we took a walk, and we were walking along this building. We're walking along the wall, and we're looking around and looking around. And he goes, I can't find the servant's entrance. And he goes, do you have an invitation? And somehow I knew I did. And I said, I had it in my back pocket. I said, yes, I do. He said, oh, you were offered an invitation to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I said, that's right. And he said, you answered that invitation, so we're looking for the guest entrance. And I said, oh, okay. So we walk along, we walk along, we walk along. And he's looking around and looking around. And he goes, hmm. He goes, uh, does the Spirit of God witness to your spirit that you're a child of God? And I said, yes, he does. He goes, oh, we're looking for the family entrance. And I said, oh, right. And so we walked down this little walkway and turned around, and here was this uh, floor-to-ceiling glass wall. And I looked in there, and I looked in there, and there's table after table, long tables with people sitting at them. And they're just, and then they're talking, and they're laughing and everything. And over here is an orchestra. And I'll tell you what, in this dream, oh, oh, just a couple times, like the strings would do, play a couple notes. You know, I can't do strings, but anyways. <laughs> and, uh, but when they played a couple of notes, the whole place just burst into anticipation and excitement. And the, the joy level just increased to a, you know, tenfold. And everybody knew because they knew when the band or the orchestra started playing, it was going to announce the king. So there, and there's still, and then the, uh, and then uh, it kind of quieted down a little bit, and the, the brass started, and they kept doing that, just playing a couple notes. And so I know that there is an increase, there is an anticipation in heaven. If you think that we have an anticipation of going to heaven and seeing the king and being in the presence of the Lord, you ought to be there, praise God. You ought to be there when they're still anticipating because they're not ready, to, they're not ready for the dinner to start yet. They're not ready for the marriage, the supper of the lamb to start yet. And I looked in there. <sighs> there was a golden plate place setting there and an empty chair. And everybody's still talking and nobody really noticed me and I'm standing there talking to that guy. I said, is that mine? He said, yes, it is. <laughs> And I went like this to step in, and he put his hand out. Whoops. <laughs> he put his hand out and put it on my stomach. And he goes, You're, it's not time for you to be seated yet. It's not time for you to be seated yet. He said, but go back and tell your brothers and sisters that there's a place prepared for them. Let them know that you've seen it. You've seen the place setting. You know the place that they're about to be seated and your family members, <laughs> your family members, your loved ones, there's a place set for them. So don't give up on them. Keep praying for them. There's a place set for them already. 
Hallelujah. He said, go back and let them know to evangelize, to share the gospel, because there's a reason for that. It's, just, it's not more about church growth and all that stuff is good, but it's about God wants to fill their place too. He wants everybody, everybody's invited. Everybody has an invitation. There's a place setting ready for you right now. And I'll tell you what, the loved ones that have passed on, they're sitting there. <laughs> Hallelujah, they're sitting there praising God. They're rejoicing and they're celebrating already at the table in the anticipation. That great cloud of witnesses are going, we want it just as much as you guys do. We want this thing to come to a culmination. And Jesus said, I prepared a place for so that you may be with me there. He's going to be there when we get there, glory to God. And it's going to be time to sit down at some point. That band is going to strike up, but hallelujah. They're all waiting for us. That's right. They're singing and laughing. And uh, one, a friend of mine told me one time, he said, the only thing God's serious about in heaven is joy. Hallelujah. And uh, so there's, it's going to be, it's, it's wonderful. So now I'm just going to be like, okay, I came back, and I came back to earth. And I realize now that this is where it's as much joy as there is in knowing where we are going and knowing what we can anticipate, that there's still something we have to deal with here on this earth. And uh, could you bring up the slide with the uh, Calvary or the night? There we go. And that's what I came back to because I heard this story of uh, that there was this battle raging outside the imperial city. And the king had said, the enemy forces are coming at us in vast numbers. And they want to overwhelm the city. But he said, we're not going to stay. Oh, I was like, this is good. We're not going to stay inside these walls. We're going to meet the enemy in the field. Glory to God. We're going to meet the enemy in the field. We're not going to hide behind these walls and let the enemy just bombard us and hope we get by. We're going to take the battle to the enemy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And he sent his son... He sent his son to lead the armies. And the battle was raging. Well, along the battle line there, there was one soldier that became discouraged because he had been fighting so hard and his sword was dented and chipped and dull and covered in mud and covered in blood and... and uh, and it was getting heavy to carry, and he said, and it seemed like it, it just wasn't doing any good. He said, I've been fighting, and I've been fighting, and it's not, it hasn't done any good, and he threw his sword down. He said, you know, I don't have a sword like the king's son has, beautiful and well-made and everything else. He said, all I got is this, and he threw it down. At that, about that same time, there was a massive surge. The king's son was on his mighty steed, but they surged, the enemy surged against, and they toppled his horse. And the king's son, he was, he was swinging as he was being toppled, and he hit, the, he hit something, and because of all the force working together and everything, his sword went flying out of his hand. And he went down on the ground, and he's crawling through the mud and the blood, 
and, the, and, the, and trying to avoid all the, those who are trying to kill him and the horse hooves and the, and the people stomping around and he's crawling through and he goes, my sword, my sword, I got to have my sword. And he's, he's, he's got his shield up and he's protecting himself. He's just crawling like this and he puts his hand out and he's searching around and he grabs a hold and he feels the, the, the handle of the sword and he gets up and says, fight on. We got to continue the battle. He said, I'm not down. I'm up again. Hallelujah. I was down for a moment, but I'm back ready to fight. And he took that sword and started swinging. And it was the sword that that soldier had thrown away. And he started fighting with that sword. And he went, he, he went after it. Let's put it that way. And the, battle, the tide of the battle changed. Because he took the armies back against the enemy. He caused the tide to be turned. And the enemy fled. And they were back and at, that, at the time. Now that was the story. And then the Lord just finished this up with this. He said, the sun came back in. The armies came back in before the king. And the king said, we got to do something different here. I'm going to create a king's guard because my son should have never been toppled. He should have never been that vulnerable. I'm going to create a king's guard. And so they went throughout the land and they took applications for all the warriors in the kingdom or anybody that felt that they could be a warrior that could be well good enough uh, to be one of the king's guard that they should apply. And so they go through this strenuous process, you know, like Navy SEALs and stuff like that kind of process do all these things, intellectual stuff, physical things, the kind of things that they, they would find to use to make themselves worthy to be part of the king's guard. And it went down, it got down to about, the, and it kept filing down, filing down, and, uh, and it got down to about the last dozen. And the king said, this is a good group here. This is what I, this is what I was wanting. But he said, somebody's got to be the captain of the guard of this guard. So he said, I got one more test for you. And he, and he pulled back some curtains. And here was this beautiful sword, well-balanced, polished, beautiful. It was just immaculate, that just how beautiful this sword was. And over here was that chipped, dented, dull sword. And he asked him, he said, who can tell me which one of these swords is most important? And one warrior stepped up and said, the one that's in your hand. The one that's in your hand is the most important one the one that you're willing to use, the one that you're willing to fight with, that's the most important one. And what we have before us is called the sword of the Spirit. If we go into the whole armor of God and describe all these things, we have what's called the sword of the Spirit. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's balanced, it's beautiful, and it'll do the job. Glory to God. And... Uh, uh, um, Oh, well, I guess I'll just keep going. <laughs> I skipped over some stuff. Uh, so, um, so, oh, yeah, because what we have to deal with is uh, 
First uh, John two twenty two. Um, who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. That's where our spiritual warfare is. There's a lot of things going on in the world that we can complain about, that we can be upset about, we can be outraged. We can march, we can sing, we can do whatever we want to do, but that's the spirit of Antichrist. That's the Christian's uh, um, battle is against that spirit of Antichrist because it's at the root of all this other stuff. And um, so, uh, so we're going to do a little, um, oh, good. Um, one thing I did want to say uh, about the, uh, um, the dream about the servant guest and um, family is that Jesus did say, you know, he told them at one time, he said, I don't, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you a friend. Yeah. And, you know, we're here. We are, we are servants while we're here. But we're not suffering for Jesus. <laughs> we're privileged. It's a privilege to serve the Most High God while we're here. Sorry. I just went off camera there. I thought, what's he doing? <laughs> so, and, the, and while we're here, we're only a guest. We're just pilgrims passing through. The only time that, but now we're friends and we are family. Jesus was the first to have friends and family, but anyways. <laughs> Is that bad? Is that a bad dad joke? It's like I was walking around up at the fair with a little Noah puppet going to people. Okay. Well, I'm not a ventriloquist and I even got accused of it. And I said, I never was trying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it was too much fun. Um, I, of course, I was the only one probably having fun. I was making people laugh, but I was running. <laughs> what kind of lights were on the ark? And people, I don't know, like floodlights. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, going around going, I asked them to give me a hand, and look what happened. <laughs> but... One guy got mad at me. He said, you aren't a ventriloquist. I said, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be. <laughs> I, I felt like I should give him his money back, but, you know, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't pay to see me, so I interrupted your day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, if you're going to interrupt my day, be good at it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. So we, uh, so now we're talking about the whole armor of God. So the first part of the dream really dealt with our spirit, and it also dealt, uh, talks about the purpose. You know, we do have a purpose. The second, the vision and uh, the story basically has to do about protecting our faith. And it, isn't, and it isn't just protecting the Christian faith, which, you know, Jude talks about contend for the faith, but it's also protecting your faith. Don't let your faith get beat up. You know, you got a shield of faith, but it quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. Well, don't let that thing get too loaded up with fiery darts. You know, try to keep, try to keep some kind of, uh, take advantage. Try to be on the uh, offense, yeah, without being offensive. <laughs> you know, so, uh, 
but of that kind of thing. But we use, but the sword of the Spirit is for us to advance the kingdom. And we advance that through, uh, it, we advance that through declaration. And one of the greatest declarations that anybody's probably ever going to make is seen in uh, Romans, uh, is Roman 10. I don't know if I have that up there, 5 through 10 and 13. This is where the declaration that everybody has to make because none of that, you're not going to get there. They're, they're, you're not going to be able to take your place at the marriage supper if you're not born again. That's right. Jesus said, you're not, you're not going to see the kingdom. You're not going to get into the kingdom until you're born again. And it wasn't like he was condemning. He was just saying like, hey, you want to know how to get into the kingdom? You got to be born again. It sounds pretty simple. And I made a way for you to get in there. There's, there's nothing complicated about this. And so you must be born again. And the way we do that is like, well, you know, I don't know if I have the faith. I don't know if I really believe, you know, all that Christian stuff. I don't know if I really believe it or not. Well, faith comes by hearing, so get in the word. And, and you don't have to go looking for faith. The word says the faith is near you, even in your mouth. I don't know if I have enough faith for healing. I don't know if I have enough faith for deliverance. I don't know if I have enough faith to be prosperous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You got faith. It's in your mouth. It's, you don't have to go searching like it's some mysterious thing. Your faith is in your mouth, the things that you speak. And the next verses say that if you believe in your heart, that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth, that's a declaration that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's where you become born again. That's the, that's the point that, that our, that's the first declaration that needs to be done. It doesn't, now, well, it, it is good to use those scriptures, but there's other scriptures that you can use. There's other things that you can say. Jesus I've had enough of carrying my own life around. I can't carry it anymore. And I already know that you carried my sins for me. Why should I carry them around anymore? I already am burdened enough with my doubts and my fears and my guilts and my shame. I don't want to carry them anymore. And I know the day I got born again, I just felt those things roll off. Kicked them, put them in the past where they belong and kept moving forward. Praise God. So, but it still had to, I still had to say something, though. I still had to say something. And it was Jesus. <laughs> I just, I know, it's just like, well, he had to listen to me through all the blubbering and everything else. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. But anyways, and it was a wonderful mess. But the reason that we can use the word of God is because one of the things he says, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And, uh, and one of the ways that we speak and uh, declare things is uh, that when you're doing that, you're, you're fulfilling what Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence yeah. and the violent take it by force. That means that there's some active energy being involved with me agreeing with the kingdom of God that says that I'm a child of God and that I can live righteously and I can see success in my life, that I can be healed, that I can be whole, my family can be whole, my children can be saved. Praise God. Because I find the word of God that says that in there. 
And uh, finally, I get this was more of a revelation, this declaration that you guys, I don't know if everybody got one of these or not. No. Um, well, you're going to be left out. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm sure somebody can get you one. <laughs> it's... Now, I want to tell you something. Now, I wrote this declaration as a, as a result. If I went to uh, a church up in uh, Jamestown, I, you went to a different church? Yes, I did. But anyways, I went to New Creation Church where they had a tent meeting out there, and they put up these uh, scripture passages out of Acts, but when they were scrolling through, they stopped at a place where the, the thing that uh, they stopped right in the middle of a verse that said, being released they returned to their own companions. And it's like, boom, I just knew it right then. As I saw immediately by revelation, and I guess you could call it some kind of a spiritual vision, that God told me then, he said that it wasn't just uh, because Peter and James, I'd have to go into the whole story, Peter and James, no, Peter and John had healed the crippled guy at the gate beautiful. They got, you know, got in trouble for it. And, uh, and, but they said that when they said, don't speak in the name of Jesus anymore. And they said, watch this. But anyways, of course, they said it more eloquently. Um, but they said, uh, uh, they said that being released, they went back to their own companions. Well, I saw the guy, like this hand went like, was like this on the church. And God said, I'm taking the hand, that hand that's restricting the church that hand that's holding the church down, that hand that's, uh, that's uh, putting boundaries on the church. It's been released. You've been released. I declare that over this house. I declare that over the body of Christ. You have been released. He said, I am releasing the body of Christ to fulfill the kind of things that they were designed to do. And I believe that's why we're running on this energy right now. And I wrote out a declaration of freedom. And Rich, he wrote this the other back at the beginning of July, and I was like, no. <laughs> but, anyway, he, but I said, no, wait a second. He just confirmed everything that the Lord did in my heart a while ago. So that was such an awesome thing. And so I was like going, okay, there seems to be a pattern growing here. And, uh, and I wrote out a Declaration of Freedom, but I actually wrote this out for our men's group. And then just the other day when I was uh, going to talk to AJ about, because AJ did all this stuff for me, uh, he made my life so easy. Between the Holy Spirit and AJ, it's like, this is a breeze. But um, I wrote this out, and then I went back, and I just, I just wrote it out off the top of my head, and I went back, and I found out there were like 16 scripture references in there. So I know this is, this is, this is the way we declare. This is using the sword of the Spirit. So, um, and it said, being released, they went to their own companions. The word release means allow to escape or allow or enable to escape from confinement, set free. Allow someone to move, act, or flow freely without restrictions. That's what's happened to the church. We're free to flow without restrictions. We have been set free to flow without restrictions, and that's everybody. I just get a chance to say it. <laughs> Praise God. So therefore, now we're going to say this all together, um, and I know this is going to be awkward, that's why AJ, he got it set up. He set it up real good. I said some things at the beginning so that we can say this together. And um, I know it's kind of, it might be kind of clumsy, but go ahead and do it. And if you, and, well, that's why you got the paper. You can go back and look it over again and say it the way you feel comfortable with, okay? 
But um, so then we start off with therefore, following the example of the first believers. And thereby, close, <laughs> we're getting there. This is a little bit shorter, okay? Knowing that it is the will of God. I think so. <laughs> Oh, okay. Knowing that, okay, I will go to it. We declare that we are released from worldly entanglements and that we are free from the ever-fluctuating cultural social constructs of a crooked and perverse generation. It might mean more, but anyways, by doing so, we reinforce our willingness to contend for our Christian faith and to encourage one another to know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Together we will acknowledge the challenges we face, challenges with, the with the truth that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ has, overcome the world. has overcome the world. As one, As one we, recognize we recognize the power of prayer with the expectation, with the expectation of the mighty works of God, works of God to bear witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We gather to worship freely, pray fervently, and expect His glory to be revealed that people may be saved, delivered, healed, and free to live the abundant life Jesus has provided. In agreement, we are free to flow in the anointing of the Holy Spirit where we can hear the voice of God. Gathering is one. We pray to receive power to speak His word boldly, expecting signs, wonders, and miracles to confirm his word. We declare as one, oh, I'm sorry, we agree as one with this declaration of freedom. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are free today. We indeed are free indeed in the name of Jesus. And with that declaration now again, I said uh, you're, you're free to go. I got it. I did it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> um, you're free to go or you're free to, you are free to leave and get your family and enjoy the rest of the day. Praise God. 
You also are free to say, look, you know, I, I want prayer. I need something new. I need something refreshed. I need healing. Whatever it is that you might need, I'll hang around down here and uh, we can minister together. I'll leave that open-ended, okay? So you're dismissed. Praise God. Thank you.